Warning, the following events are based on personal accounts and recollections of three friends who too often find themselves in odd, weird, and flat-out absurd situations. We ask that you only enjoy the stories as they are told, and do not try them at home. Please listen at your own risk. Bitches. Nuzzle my nuzzle, guys, and welcome back to Stories from the Phone Book. I'm Chris. I'm Sarah. I'm Eric. This is episode two. Where's my khakis? So this story is going to be about our very first cruise with some of our friends. Uh, Just a little backstory on this cruise probably should not have happened. Um, This particular boat, um, about a year ago before, or a year prior to the cruise, um lost power in like the middle of the ocean and hallways ended up being bathrooms and people were stuck in rooms that were not bathrooms it was dubbed the poop cruise and uh we actually found out about a week before our cruise that the cruise right before ours so days before we were supposed to board was canceled so we didn't even think we were going to make it on this boat more than once we didn't we didn't think that more than once so Stay tuned to find out why. And it all begins with me working, which sucks. It's late on a Friday night. I got off work at 9 o'clock, and if you didn't learn from the first episode, the majority of our decisions are not good. We decided that we're going to drive through the night, and as soon as I get off work, I throw my shit in the back of our friend's truck. We pile all of our other crap in there. And we start driving. Left probably about 10 o'clock at night. And we're going to drive about, what, 12 hours? Something like that. Down to New Orleans from northern Kentucky. The nasty natty. In the middle of December when it's supposed to snow and be shitty outside. And this was the very weekend that the south got, like, the most snow that they had gotten in years. They had, like, a good six inches of snow that night <laughs> oh yeah that's when um i'm pretty sure the atlanta airport like shut down it shut like, down yeah they were they didn't know what to do they basically had to like ground everything yeah, yeah it was a whole train wreck yeah. it was the start of a train wreck <laughs> yeah continuation of our lives so and because of that snowstorm we so in our cabin we had five people and one of our roommates decided that he was going to fly well, because of the snowstorm, he was struggling to get down to the cruise. He was supposed to fly through Atlanta. Which yeah. Yeah. He's supposed to fly through Atlanta the morning of the cruise. And he got to the airport two hours prior to his flight. And that still didn't matter. He had missed his flight altogether. So he's in a panic. And he reaches out to us at what? Six? About six. Six a.m. And so me and Eric are in the back seat, And I'm like, okay. Eric's a pilot. So I'm like, you need to wake up. I need your help. I can't do this by myself. So, and this is, you know, also kind of shitty because he had just been driving all night, but it didn't matter. There was no one else in this car who was going to help me figure this out. I was passed out. This bitch woke me up. (laughs) Poor Eric had just given up the the wheels so that someone else could drive so he could sleep because, like he said, he had just worked. That was... The very last, that night was the very last day of my first full semester, so I just finished finals, so I actually slept the whole first part of that trip. 
Right, so but like I, I, I said, drive. like there is no one else who's going to be able to help me. Like I needed Eric to wake up. I needed him to help me find flights to kind of redirect our friend <laughs> because no one else is going to be able to help. So we're on our phones and we're just shopping around, looking at a bunch of different, you know, airlines, looking at a bunch of different airports, trying to find the best option for him. And finally, we're like, listen, you need to go here. You need to do this, 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 and get on this flight. So he's running all over this airport, trying to catch this flight. Nope, can't get on this one. Trying to catch this flight. Nope, can't get on this one. Because the problem is a lot of these flights are now being booked with other passengers who are stranded in other cities because, again, all the snow. So finally, we're like, listen, this flight is going off at this time. It's going to take you to Texas. Then from Texas, you need to fly here and, like, this is your best shot. If this does not happen, like, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, we'll try to stall this boat, but I think we all knew there was nothing we could do to stall we this boat. We had a pretty foolproof plan to stall the, the cruise ship, though. Well, Which might have ended us up in cruise jail, but it's fine. At least we're on the boat. But we almost put him on a flight to Mississippi. And we oh, were yeah, we timing were gonna... it out, oh, trying yeah, yeah. to see how long it would take if we oh, dropped or if we, we drove just... straight to Mississippi, picked him up, and then tried to get to the boat. What but was we... that air or that airport called? It was like the Biloxi. Sm- it was Biloxi. Oh, <laughs> yes, in the <laughs> middle Biloxi, of Mississippi. nowhere. Well, we had stopped in Biloxi. That's when we had called him and told him fly on this plane, and then we found the one that he actually ended up taking. But we, yeah, we were planning on either picking him up and speeding the last hour hour and a half to new orleans or him bribing an uber driver to drive 100 miles an hour to new orleans yeah. <laughs> that of was these our pla- plan <laughs> yeah neither of these plans are really well thought out but we didn't care we're like this is all we have we want him to come like we're putting all our eggs in one basket just praying something happens and so we get down to new orleans and we're all just kind of waiting and there's a chance that he can get on a flight from i think it was houston texas mm. houston texas directly to new orleans and again we're putting all our eggs in this basket. We're like, please, for the love of God, just work out so we don't have to drive back to, what's the city called? Biloxi. I'll never be able to say that. <laughs> so we wouldn't have to drive to that city. So thank God our friend got on the plane. He's on the flight. We don't have to worry about it. We are good to go. We're now in New Orleans. We're ready to have fun. We're ready to hang out. And at this time... Our friend had also brought to our attention that he did not have khakis for all of these fancy dinners that we were going to be going to for this cruise. So our other friend went and got him khakis. And while he's in the outlet mall getting him khakis, us three are in the car chugging a bottle of wine because we are so excited. We are now celebrating. We're now on cruise time. Everything's going to be great. There's nothing else that can go wrong. All we need to do is get on the boat and move on with the rest of the trip. (laughs) Nothing else could go wrong. That's funny. At the time, we thought we were golden. We thought there was nothing else that could happen. While <laughs> our friend was on his flight to New Orleans, um, which, by the way, he ended up having to spend like another grand to get on last minute. Um, <laughs> it's his fault decided, he it in the first place. I mean, kind of, yeah. We decided while he's on his flight to catch up with us, we're going to go get breakfast at the place he recommended. <laughs> So, oh, he did. I forgot. This was his recommendation. <laughs> this was his recommendation, and we started off because we had our, our whole our itinerary plans. Uh, Sarah and I spent a good week planning every minute of this trip. Okay, a week <laughs> is generous. Like, we were planning for months, like, it was down to like every minute we had something we, planned uh, for what we wanted to do. There's a six page document for three days in New Orleans with I'm hyperlinks not, and everything. I might still have the spreadsheet, <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, we went to this breakfast place. We, um, had a delicious breakfast 
I remember calling my parents outside of the restaurant, telling her everything that has already happened, and we're 12 hours into this car ride. Because, granted, they were worried that we had made the wrong decision, and we weren't going to make it to the cruise, and guess what, Mom? We made it. <laughs> After we had breakfast, we went and to the, went to the airport, and we picked up our good old friend, and we have not been so excited to see him. Still, like, pushing the deadline to get on this boat oh 100 percent. like we thought the boat was gonna leave us and so we're like hustling like we need to get there we can't for after everything that we have done the journey we have gone through in the past 12 hours we are not missing this boat you bet your ass be hanging on to the anchor before we miss this fucking boat like we're getting on this thing and so we get to the cruise ship and me and eric and our friend that flew decided We'll go ahead, take everyone's carry-on, and we're going to get on in line because we didn't know what it was going to be like. And Chris and our other friend, they were going to go park the car. So we're going through, and, like, the line actually wasn't bad. We were able to get in there, go straight up the escalators, and get in line right to security. So, again, like I said, we were carrying everybody's carry-on. So we get into security and they're like, please put your bags on the conveyor so it can go through the metal detector and everything else. A prime example of why you never take anybody else's shit but your own. Lesson learned. Yes. Again, rough 12 hours. So we go through security and my friend's bag gets flagged. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not about to admit that I'm carrying on someone else's bag because (laughs) that also looks bad. But, okay, I'll admit that it's mine. So I'm like, oh, that's mine. I'm sorry. I must have forgot, you know, a pepper spray or something. I apologize. And they start going through this bag of, that's my friends. And they pull out a pair of janky ass handcuffs. Okay. We don't kink shame here. We don't kink shame, but I'm kink shaming if you're making me carry your ratchet ass handcuffs onto the bow and I just got caught with them. <laughs> just to to share a room with four other people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like we're. Yeah. Right. Like, what are you doing with these handcuffs on this boat? Like, I don't understand. Go what, lock your drunk ass what, up. What, what was gonna happen to us? We're right. Like, it's me and four guys in one room. What did you think was gonna happen with these handcuffs? Like, I think you just answered your question. <laughs> I didn't sign up for anything. <laughs> but hence the handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm like, oh. Uh, yeah, those are mine. Um, really embarrassed. And then the guy goes, oh, and you said you had pepper spray? I'm like, yep, that's in the other bag. And so he pulls out my hand, like pepper spray, and they make me go over to the separate table where I have to talk to security and put my name down next to these items. And I'm like, yep, those are mine. Gave him all my information. And he's like, okay, well, (laughs) the captain's really gonna love these. Cruise security has a very different sense of humor than airport security, it turns out. Completely. They thought it was the funniest thing in the world, and my face is bright red. And I am just so freaking embarrassed. And Because not only is it me in front of my two other friends, it's me in front of the rest of the line who just watched this guy pull handcuffs out of a bag that's supposedly mine. And I'm like, oh yeah, (laughs) I'm a whore. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah, and all these families behind us with small children watching or Crew security take pepper spray and handcuffs out of her suitcase. This is a really good first impression. Oh, 100%. But at that point, again, it's been a rough 12 hours. I don't care. Take the pepper spray. Take the handcuffs. They're not mine. I just want to get on this boat. But, like, get me the hell away from this group of people because they all think I'm a slut. For sure. Well, something along those lines. So, we 
get through security after this debacle. And I watched the whole thing happen because there's, what am I going to do? So I'm just pissed off at our friend who's not with us because we had to carry his shit and all this happens. And after our friend missing his flight and finally making it, I'm just ready to consume lots of alcohol. And of course, we had to buy the all-you-can-drink drink package because mom didn't raise no bitch. <laughs> so we, if you've never been on a cruise, walking into the boat from the terminal is, it seems like you're walking for 35 miles because it's basically a jetway that just keeps weaving back and forth. And then eventually you get on the boat and they do it all in such a nice way. You walk right in and then you're in the atrium where you're more or less on one of the bottom floors of the boat. And you can look all the way up to the top and it's all pretty. And luckily there was a wonderful worker who worked on the boat who was right at the door. And I was like, hell yes, give me a drink. I took it right off her tray, handed her my cruise card and she swiped it and we were on our way because I was angry and I was tired and I needed to be intoxicated stat. Well, and like when you first get on the boat, he's not wrong. Like the path to the boat is ridiculous. Like yeah, it feels That's a small terminal too. Right. It feels like you're going so many different directions. Like you're never it feels like you're never actually going to get on the boat. And but once you get on the boat, like if you've never been on a cruise, it is stunning. The entire atrium is just decked up and there's lights. And again, we're going in December. So there's a lot of Christmas trees and it is just the prettiest thing in the world. And everyone in there is just happy because they're all on vacation time now. They're all excited to be on the boat. Everyone just wants to see everything. And I was right there with Eric. I'm like, give me that drink. Like, I do not care what is in this drink. It could be straight 151. I do not care. Give me this drink right now. Mm-hmm. Whatever, I'll take it at this point. And so it was so delicious. And that first sip, it was just like, boom, I'm on vacation time. I'm happy. We're on this boat. And it's just, it is perfect. All systems go. Right. So anyway, so while this is happening, uh, we had, of course, so we had to, we drove. So we paid for a parking spot. spot. So me and our friend Scamps had to park the truck and make our way in and while we are you know trying to find this garage um i'm getting text from sarah hey they took handcuffs out of our bag <laughs> so <laughs> text you, know, you probably never thought you'd receive no i can't say that was uh what i was expecting so i was ready to murder scamps at this point <laughs> like i was done with this kid i was like someone just like put these handcuffs on him and let him drown i'm over him as i'm so as, mad as soon as i got this text i looked because, of course, he's driving. Um, and while he's driving, you know, this roof is so low, I had to hang out of the window of the truck and hold the antenna down so it didn't fall off. So while, I, while I'm doing this and we're driving up 10 floors of this garage, I look at him. I'm like, Scamp, did you bring handcuffs? And he just starts dying. Like, we almost hit a car. He was laughing so hard. That's a guilty man. Oh, 100%. Scamps knew what he did. Like, he knew exactly what happened and i'm sure he could even picture this whole entire scenario going down and to him this is the funniest thing in the world oh my god i wish i could have been there to see sarah's face when she went down for my handcuffs like he just thinks this is so funny not realizing that i'm like planning his murder at this point and i'm done with them half me thinks that he absolutely did that on purpose he was planning that from the very beginning oh yeah and somehow it worked yeah because he never lets me carry his stuff and then suddenly he's like yeah take my whole bag fucking bitch scamps so 
basically same thing you know and they're already on the boat by the time we park um because it was a whole debacle getting all the way up and not hitting the roof and keeping the antenna on the truck and whatever so we're running to the uh cruise terminal we're trying to get on the boat too because there's a deadline they shut it off an hour before the cruise leaves and because of the misflight and all that stuff we were we were pushing it so rushing through the miles and miles of of line to you know get on the boat and we finally get to the atrium bar that they were talking about and by this time it kind of emptied out because they're you know serving lunch and people are going to the rooms and whatever and i i was kind of the same i just finished a whole week of finals i'm ready to go and they literally just throw alcohol at you as soon as you get on the boat so we walk up right up to the atrium bar because of course that's one of the first things you see as soon as you get on the boat me and scams walk up to the bar and start talking to the bartender because we're ready to go they have you know with the drink special you can get whatever you want so we're looking at the, the drink menu and old scamps is doing his thing and trying to flirt with the bartender in his own special way and uh we get to the point <laughs> probably should have shown him our handcuffs <laughs> that's really what they were meant for <laughs> no comment but so gets to the point where he finally orders something and it's a um tiramisu martini so you know she takes her time making it she's talking to us while while she's pouring the drinks and she gives him his drink well he goes to pick it up and you know knowing our crowd it's a nice little martini glass and scamps knocks it over spilled his very first drink on the cruise his very first drink on his very first cruise we've never done this before yeah quite the impression that we're giving to you know the bar staff quite an impression we're giving to everybody listening to this too <laughs> we're just kidding we're lucky we stayed on that but we, we they could have kicked us off now let the record show the handcuffs belong to scams the drink spillage was scams there's a pattern here i'm not a whore <laughs> you know the moral of the story <laughs> it was scams <laughs> yeah, i need to clear my name i'm not a whore we're selling you out scams i think i just realized we went wrong in life because of him well, can you imagine if it had been one of us that spilled that drink? Because we already had a bunch of people who saw us get caught with those handcuffs, too. Like, they probably knew we were all in one group together. Like, they these probably. fuckers all have to belong to the same tribe. They flagged our cards, had our the cameras watching oh, yeah. us. Like, they're, these people are some sketchy motherfuckers. And the way the rest of this trip goes, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> the FBI is watching us. Yeah, we, there's a big asterisk next to our name anytime we book a cruise anywhere. <laughs> anytime we leave, like, the state of Ohio. Well, we lived in Kentucky at the time, but... Well, we all make mistakes. <laughs> like we said, we went wrong there, too. Anyway, so, uh, for those of you who have not been on a cruise, you have to go through a security briefing before they let you do anything else. They literally shut down the boat, search every corner, every crevice, and make sure you are in the security briefing, or you're in trouble. You go to, you go to cruise jail. Well, yeah, and everyone has to be accounted for. Like... Every single cruise pass has to be scanned and everyone has to be there. If there is even one person missing, they will not continue until everyone is found. You know? But anyway, so we had to stand on this little, I mean, we're on the floor where the extra lifeboats are. It's, it's hot. It's kind of humid. You know, we're tired. We just want to eat and drink because last, we're at like 13 or 14 hours. It's just been a mess. And I don't know if people are trying to dodge this thing or what, but we, I mean, we stood there, I'm not exaggerating, for a good hour just waiting for them to start. 
you're shoulder to shoulder with these people in basically a concrete room. We were literally like the hallway. We'll say is like twenty feet that we're out standing on, and they had a line, and they cut it in half. So all these people are standing on one half of the hallway, shoulder to shoulder. So you know, we're shooting the shit with the people around us from all over the place, talking about where people are from, and of course, a lot of these people are from Georgia and Alabama and whatever. So they're talking about all the snow they got, like it's the end of the world, and we're like. Yeah, it's Tuesday in Ohio. <laughs> well, and also, these people are all coming from Georgia, right? So, like, their clothing choices were appropriate for New Orleans. Where we all came from Ohio, so we're showing up in sweatpants and hoodies. I think for a while you were wearing sweatpants and a long sleeve shirt. I was, and we're all standing. <laughs> yeah, and we're all standing outside and we're fucking burning up, like, because it's so hot. And we had thought, we didn't realize that we'd have this briefing. We thought we'd have time to change, all these different things. And so it's like, we're dying at this point. I'm dripping in sweat. And I'm like, can everybody get accounted for? Because I'm ready to leave. Like, I've had enough. Throw me in the pool. I'm done. We're hungry, thirsty, and tired, and not drunk enough yet. Right. Not nearly drunk enough. Luckily, we had a drink package for that. 15 drinks a day. Yeah, it, that's a... But somehow, for some of us, that's a tough number to hit, it turns out. Hear more about that in Cruise 2. So as soon as this awful safety briefing is done, we get to meet, or listen to, our cruise director... Our cruise director probably had one of the most annoying voices I have ever heard in my life. And you can't blame her for that. But they have to have so much energy. Every time they come on the sound system all over the boat, they're just just shy of screaming and trying to get everyone to do all these activities. Sound so excited about all these briefings and this random information that no one really gives a shit about on the boat. And immediately, that was yet another reason we needed to consume lots of alcohol right away. In the shortest period of time possible. So, again, we meet the cruise director. We finally have gotten into our room. We're able to change. Because the amount of people that we had in our room, we went with the balcony room. So that was super nice. I would go out on the balcony and just to see the water. And it was just stunning. And it definitely was the perfect ending to a shitty past, like, you know, 14 hours. And so we get back, everyone changes, now we just want to go explore this ship. Well, obviously, we just want to explore the bars right now. There's so many of them. Everywhere you turn, there's another bar, and we're, like, just having a grand old time. So we met the bar staff, and, of course, it's always fun on a cruise to meet the bar staff because they're the ones who are taking care of you for the next, you know, week or however long you're there. And you start to make friends with them and they start to know you by name and you can start, you know, kind of shooting the shit a little bit and asking them to make you, you know, exotic drinks and all kinds of different stuff. And I'll give it to them. This cruise was sketching a lot of different ways, but their bar staff was fantastic. They knew how to pour the drinks. They were heavy and they were just, it was fantastic. Now they were a little off about when you ordered certain drinks. Um, like I think Eric, you ran into that situation. Yeah. So the, issue arises because the majority of people who work on cruise ships are the absolute nicest people and they work so fucking hard but english is not usually their first language so my go-to drink was always vodka and lemonade so naturally after our first few drinks that we found i order a vodka lemonade i get a whiskey sour (laughs) which it, it to my surprise it didn't taste very bad I actually liked it a lot and still order it at bars 
four years later. But it was just like a sign that this was going to be a long week. And <laughs> oh boy, was it. But the best thing was, it's like you ordered, um, what was it, a vodka... You ordered a vodka lemonade, and they brought you back the whiskey sour, but they were so excited to give it to you, and they're smiling from ear to ear like they can't wait for you to try it, and it's like, you don't want to disappoint them, because they're so proud. Yeah, I don't think they normally did, um, like, custom drinks. They have the many they give you, and I think most people just pick it right off that. So I was probably one of the first ones of this whole cruise that actually ordered something specific that wasn't on the menu, and they're all looking at me like, what do you think? What do you think? I was like, I... I, I Okay, it's good, I guess. I'm surprised, but it's not what I wanted, but I'll take it. If this is the particular bar I'm thinking of, this is the one we frequented the most. Because it was by the pizza bar. It made sense. Prime real estate. 24-hour pizza. Yes, we were at that bar a lot. Sign us up. Right, and it was like at the back of the ship, so there wasn't a lot of people back there. It was kind of like our own little space. There was enough seats for all of our asses, and the pizza was there. Like It was just like, it was meant for us. It was never crowded. Um, It was great. But uh, going back to, like, the custom drinks, I mean, they they, they poured heavy. We've established that. I, I remember it, it might have been the very first full day a guy went up and ordered a Long Island hold anything that's not alcohol. So our bartender, the one that we really made friends with, made him a Long Island just alcohol and sent him on his way. And, and they give you and, the good stuff. And they're not supposed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's not the shitty alcohol you go buy at the gas station. Shelf. It's top shelf liquor that they put in these drinks. And like, I mean, like, these people are wonderful. They're, they're excited for whatever. I mean, this man was ecstatic to get his big old glass of booze. Well, I remember for me, I'm a big person. I want to go to a bar. I'm like, surprise me. I don't care what it is. Let me see what you can do. And on this cruise ship, it was fantastic. I could constantly keep going up there and I'm like, surprise me. And they were so excited. Now, don't get me wrong. A lot of people gave me liquid marijuana, but it was fine. They were all so excited to do it. And it was just, it was, they made vacation like enjoyable. Like it was happy. It was exciting. Like hands down, they are fantastic on cruise ships. Yeah, Everybody who works on a cruise ship is so nice and they work so hard just to make everyone's vacation amazing. But anyway, so we, you know, wrap up the first day and get to our first full day on the boat and um i well and, i think oh, we're not. sorry no i think the first day it was a day at sea right so like we didn't have excursions yeah, or anything we had like, we nothing on to the do boat all day we had nothing to do but you know i'm i'm excited i slept i was actually one of the only ones that slept in the car for most of the most of the drive yeah rub it in jealous <laughs> Um, so me, Scamps, and our friend who missed his flight, um, got up pretty early. I mean, it was like seven thirty, eight o'clock. We're ready to go explore. And we, we, we did a little bit of exploring, but I thought we'd check it out some more. And our, our one friend kind of likes to gamble. So we wandered into the casino. Well, that bar's open at eight o'clock and that's the only bar that's open at eight o'clock. So we spent a good majority of our morning in the casino or going back to the casino because, again, it's the only bar that's open at 8 o'clock. And the three of us, by the time um, Sarah and Eric wake up uh, three hours later, had burned through half of our drink package. So we walk back to see if y'all are ready to get up and mingle. And we're already half lit. And um, we decide to go get breakfast. Don't make it sound like you guys are these friendly little roommates. Or like, oh, let me just go. Friendly at all. Yeah, let me we just came go in, check on them. We came in guns blazing. Like, 
y'all need to get up. It's daylight out. We've already been to the pool. We've had eight drinks. We are ready to keep going. And it's 10 a.m. <laughs> right, and it's 10 a.m. And they're over here like, Sarah, you need to get up. It's 2 o'clock. And I'm like, there is bullshit. There's no way it's yeah, 2 o'clock. We're jumping around in times. So it was only like 10 or 11. But. Right, no. And then you guys were like, no, it's actually 10. And <laughs> poor Scampers. Listen, I know he paid for the drink package. I'm still not convinced that he drank his drink, drink package. Because nine times out of ten, he'd come back to the room and he'd leave a full drink. And then he'd leave and he'd go get another drink. And then he'd come back and he'd leave that one in the room. To the point that, like, our counter was always full of all these, like, barely touched <laughs> drinks. Because I don't know what he was doing. Because they, they didn't really clean that stuff up. <clears throat> I don't think we even really wanted room service. So our room never really got touched or anything like that. And there's a little ledge along the room. And it was pretty much full of glasses and... Most of them were scamps, and they were hardly touched. He would just kind of get a drink when we were getting them because we were having fun. <laughs> so I remember you guys come in the room, like, guns ablazing, so excited, wanting us to get up. And I think we eventually kind of, like, talked to you guys into, like, okay, go to a bar. We'll meet you there. Like, let us get up. Like, it's fine. And so then I remember just looking at you at one point, Eric, and I was like, oh, fuck, we are not even close to their energy level right now. Like, neither me or Eric are really morning people, and these three fuckers are bouncing off the wall. And we hadn't slept much. No. No, right. We hadn't slept much, and I was like, like, I'm not gonna lie, I was thinking about ditching them. I was like, I don't know how to get rid of them. I don't know where we can go now, but we need to get rid of them. Like, this is too much. They're <laughs> not a, our problem today. It's a big boat. We can find a spot. Right, but we're also trying to figure out, like, where do you nap? Like, is there, like, a communal nap place? Like, where do we find this? Can we go to the spa? Like, how do we get away from these fuckers? Because they're going to, like, kill us. We can't do this. Y'all As, just can't keep up. Not on day one, we couldn't. Nope. And Some not of at, us didn't get to sleep in the car. Yeah, and not at 10 a.m. <laughs> Absolutely y'all, not. Y'all jealous. A little bit. <laughs> but anyway, so... Um, we had decided while we were to kill some time while we were waiting on them to get some breakfast. So the three of us, did you, did you guys eat? Did it matter? It it didn't matter. Well, (laughs) no, we ate lunch. Okay. Well, we, so we ate and, um, wandered back to a bar and, you know, we're hanging out by this point. Um, Sarah's sister and her boyfriend meet us up. So we're back in the casino where we had been pretty much all day. By this point, my stomach starts just churning. So, like, I, I can't decide if I'm drunk, and I've gone way too fast. I something Something's wrong. So I, I stopped drinking for a little bit, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. I finally, it hits me. Something is not right. I need to go back to the room because I'm going to make a mess. And I get, I get back to the room. I sit in the bathroom for a little while. Little while turns to like two or three hours later. I mean, it's four or five o'clock at this point. I'm still sitting by the toilet. I finally throw up. I I ended up getting food poisoning the very first day, very first full meal, and that was really the end of my first day. I I slept. I remember after throwing up, finally making my way to bed and sleeping for hours. Y'all finally came back at one point to get ready for dinner. And, um, by this point, the worst of it had passed, but I still didn't feel right. But I remember getting up in the dark and I had slept in a weird position on this janky ass mattress for hours and hobbling like an old man and falling. I don't think I told you guys this. I fell over because I was so stiff (laughs) on the boat. (laughs) Well, and also like, remember, so like we said, we had five people in our room these rooms are not meant for five people. So we had a situation where there was a bed 
and then there was a bunk bed that came out of the ceiling and then the couch you're supposed to just basically put a blanket on it and sleep there and then we had what you call a treadle bed that just pulled out from underneath the bed and it was literally like a dresser drawer with a mattress in it like it was janky as hell it sat in the middle of the floor so like could you have tripped over that do you think i don't i don't think i tripped over anything i think i i didn't expect to feel like such an old man when I got up and I couldn't even stand up straight. And I just, I, we, I mean, of course we're on a boat, so it's rocking and whatever. Cause water, but I hit the floor. Now who can't hang? That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Sick me is different than drunk me. Both mm. are pussies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was the end of day one. And day two is where we go to our first excursion and we're in Mexico and Cozumel. Cozumel. And Cozumel. So that's where we're going to end this first part. Please tune tune into the next episode where we'll discuss all the shenanigans that happened in Cozumel. It only gets worse. Oh, yeah. We're just getting started. Absolutely. And we'll go into more detail on that. If you want more stuff from us, make sure you check us out on Instagram at Stories from the Phone Book. And yeah, we'll listen to you guys next time. Or no, you'll listen to us next time. Okay, bye. (laughs)